Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flower Talk podcast. Uh, glad to have you guys back. Um, yeah, did I shut Rico? We back. I have no idea what was planned to see. I don't know what was planned to see. But yeah, as always, my boy Uzi. Vuj, was he good, my guy? Yeah, you know, I'm good. I'm good. Just, in, just glad international break over. Yeah, dog. Unlike everybody else, I have to wait on the money to see my side play. I know that's not good or a bad thing. I might have had a come on here and deal with that star episode. But not. Uh, so, how's clean and before we start off? The TikTok has been very quiet. That is mostly my fault. That'll be starting mark this week. I'll be editing some stuff, point out there. We have our top 10 strikers in 2010. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, please go and check it out. We really appreciate it. As always, we have like articles, FPL stuff coming out. And this Friday, either this Friday or next week, Friday, uh, we'll be doing our talking tactics segment, more likely on Arsenal. Done by yours truly, because whoever else will do it, right? And now we get into the football for the weekend. And I didn't really have any standout games in the Prem this week. So we just start off with the most entertaining one. And that was Leicester for Man United too. Um, so I thought Leicester started the game really well, right? And I agreed with score. And I was like, you know, this is like the most typical United thing. Where yeah, they don't yeah. play well. And then somebody scores a bullet out of nowhere. Like a screw and a brilliant goal by Greenwood. And then Harry Maguire messes up. Yuri scores a really brilliant goal as well. Then Soyo just scrubs it over the line, and it was like this mad ending to the game. Scrubs it over the line, 78 minutes. Boom, 82nd minute, something like that. Uh, Rashford, who makes his return from injury, looks sharp as ever when he came on, scored a goal. And then all you're taking is like the most exciting again ever that they have this huge, long, unbeaten run going on. And they have been like dubbed the combat kings over the last like, year. I think that, yeah, they, they can't go on and get it now for sure. Then JB Vardy scores a brilliant half volley, dog. Like, oh my yeah, yeah. goodness. And then Pat Sadaka gets his first goal for the club. And it ends 4 2. Um, I think it was a, a better showing from Leicester than in recent games. I would not say it was brilliant. Um, they, they diced apart United's midfield with ease time and time and time again. It was like it was non existent. Arena uh, was completely isolated the game. But who thought, who would have think any different when he's not a striker? He forced him to play as a striker. And Harry Maguire looked like a complete clown. But. For somebody who's not an advocate of Harry Maguire being one of these best centre-backs in the world, claim that he does get, or even best centre-backs in the league, I would caveat it and say that he clearly looks unfit, because he mm. was not supposed to start the game. And I think if Varane was fit, they wouldn't rush him. But I feel it's because they was worried to go up out two of the bench, quote-unquote bench centre-backs, that they rushed him in. And he looked clearly unfit. He was like at, at fault for like three out of the four goals, something like that. Though, and looked terrible throughout the entire game. Which what was your thoughts? I feel like Game Leave you with real things to, to think about because is Bay that bad to not to not <laughs> put money for you? Because they said Maguire. I think Maguire had like an hour training or something. something so yeah, in like three weeks, something this like that. This man literally just get literally got rushed back into that and you and you yeah. could see again, you know, people people usually clung him, but you could see you could see that how everything was against them. You really just yeah. threw him out, threw him out there to, yeah. to just to just go through it really. Mm-hmm. But I just say in the first half, the first half, I find the first half was real competitive because you it had was, um, yeah. it's real back and forth. And from after Greenwood goal, you thought, all right, well here go, you know, United and United, yeah, United. Um, on on, you know, you know what the firepower they have and how they perform in the past games. You know, all right, this will be a very competitive game. Yeah. But second half now, 
for some reason, I feel like everything we just let start yeah, talking is really like did, yeah. at that point United was just confused and scared. I I, yeah. I, I feel like there there was nothing, no really threat. You had a couple breakaway chances. Guy, I know Ronaldo had had a little offside yeah. moment where it looked good, but I feel like to be Manchester United and have that and have all the caliber players you have and to rely on that little counter attack on counter attack in football, I feel like that kind of that kind of sad to really think about. Yeah, yeah. But then after. As you say, from after after that, that Rashford goal, I feel like Leicester had the, the FIFA kickoff glitch. Yeah. <laughs> and from no, that, celebrate Rashford goal. I did, did, exactly, and from and from when that when that happened, I feel like these two teams, Leicester and United, I feel like they slowly start to build a little rivalry. Right. Because if yeah. you look back at the past season, when it come down to the top four places, yeah. it always come yeah. down to those two. Yeah. Even many times they play each other last day of the season, and you yeah. know, that yeah. was the yeah. deciding game. Fair enough, yeah. So you know, going into this game, this is going to be a big game, a big game for both of them. Yeah. And I feel, I, I feel first half it looked good, but second half I feel Leicester just run away with us. And I think like it was a big game in the sense that like, both teams came into this like with shaky form now. Like yeah. Leicester have not been winning at all. Um, Man United had one win in the last four, something like that. I think it was one win in the last five in yeah, our competition, something yeah. like that. Um, both teams kind of really wanted to start back on the front, on the front foot. Um, I think James Madison looked good. He didn't look as good as I think he can be, but given how kind of poor he was before that, it was a real improvement. I can't see how he could bench Kilachi Nacho again, though. He definitely adds something to the team. He adds a presence up front. He helps take away some of the attention from Vardy. And he does well to link the play dog. And I, I, I don't think that you could bench him. I don't know how you want to fit him and Madison and Barnes and Vardy. I don't know how. That's not my job. He has to figure it out. Yeah. But you can't bench him at this point. Though. And then, you know, everybody does. And i guilty of this to some extent. I just watch Vardy and think, dog, he getting old or whatever. But dog, this brother just don't stop scoring, dog. I. By the time everything's said and done, though, I really think he will go down as one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, men got counted his story in that, but, like, forgetting the whole sub story or where he come from, like, just how good he was in the Premier League. It's ridiculous, though. It's ridiculous. Um, <sighs> with respect to United, dog, oh, and, and Leicester, Johnny Evans being back was, like, a big thing, though. Like, he really, really helped add mm-hmm. that little structure back to the back line. But with United, though, look. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying this for the ages, dog. I think it has to be notable, right, that rival fans are in unity in saying Oli in. Like, <laughs> should <laughs> this be like a red flag, bro? <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> dog, I'm telling you, when you go on, when you go on United on uh, social media pages, you are literally sing, seeing um, comments that song so inspirational is like, you all can't be out here telling this man that he doesn't deserve time. That was just one bad day at the office. <laughs> Give him some time. Hey, we, we back him. The board need to be behind him. And when you're taking the picture, it's a Chelsea <laughs> fan or Liverpool <laughs> fan. I'm t- I don't, I'm s- every time I see that, I don't really laugh. <laughs> Dog, it's ridiculous. But look, I feel like there's a red flag in the fans. Like, all oh, they could dispute all they want, dog. But... There's no pattern going forward. There's no plan going forward. They literally was their best midfield tree on the day against Leicester and was routinely chopped up by a dog. Despite having an out of form, Madison, no NDD, was routinely eaten away in at it, dog. And, you know, he has been back to his best since the season started. Yeah. Everybody could agree on that. 
But yet United has one clean sheet in the last 19 games. Mm-hmm. Like that should be like this major red flag as to both a lack of defensive structure and the lack of goals despite having 72 million Sancho, a bright star in Greenwood, 100 million Pogba, 65 million Bruno, one of the greats of all time, Ronaldo, Rashford coming back, and yet there's a lack of goals. So there's no structure in this team. There's no tactic. There's no real tactics in this team. And I think that, look, if you want to call this a hot take, call it a hot take, though. But United has made these top four over these last two seasons because of just a, a clear lack of a fifth alternative to it. Yep. You know? Um, people will point to Leicester, but the truth is, though, that Leicester, both seasons, were better than United. But had the injury problems. Now, last year, they finished second after a number of teams that would have been competing for the top four. Well, not number. Chelsea and Liverpool both had very turbulent seasons. And United made the top four in the end. But to say that you don't face United and you don't feel fearful. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll face Chelsea and I'll be worried though. Like, yeah, I think we can beat them, but I'll still be very worried. Mm-hmm. Don't even talk to me about playing City and Liverpool because that is just terrifying. But, dog, like, I could say objectively, though, Arsenal finished eight last year, though. We have been on the steady decline. Hopefully, we're back going up. We've lost one game to United in seven years, though, in the league. Seven or six, something like that. One game, though. Like, United don't strike fair anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's because nobody actually fears what they do. They have a inexperienced and unqualified person who's at the helm because people are afraid to break his heart and tell him he has to go. And because their squad is talented enough that he can keep doing just enough to keep them competitive around the top four, he gets to stay. But he has, what's he what I look at for? Plateau them in a way. Where they're not going to go further than mm-hmm. that. Okay, nah, the one thing, one thing I'd have to, to, to summarize it, over time is too much times or they've just been bailed out. Looking yeah. back at all, at all the different players, when Greenwood burst on the scene, he just bail out. He used to bail all the out from all those games. Yeah. Bruno came and started bail all the out. When Cavani came, you already know Cavani is. We know Cav- how the quality Cavani have. Yeah. But many times, he was just that present up there that you just swing a hopeful ball in and he just bail all the out. Yeah. Ronaldo came. Ronaldo starting to do that. Bail all the out. Yeah. But after a while, you realize even the best tactics have a weakness. And if you have no tactics, then you have a, you have a lot of weaknesses men yeah, can exploit. Yeah. And the only thing, the only thing right now we going to have to be, obviously we know we're going to talk about this on future episodes because the upcoming fixtures that they have right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now you don't know if if you sack him, you have nobody for that. If you keep him, dog. If I could just take off my pundit hat for like a minute and just be extraordinarily biased for a second, I really and truly hope United make the knockouts of the Champions League. Because I feel like that is the only hope I have of Ole not getting sacked. Dog. Yeah. Because yeah. if he get knocked out of that and he go through this next set of form here, dog, I feel like he'll get cut for sure. Mm-hmm. But only other hope outside of that too is that he get a contract in August. Dog. God save Ole. Moving across, another thing that they really perform but the difference is they got the win. And the thing is with Chelsea now is that people watch the fact that, yeah, Brentford, in the end, it really looked like they did deserve it. And they did. But football is not about this. Football is also about riding out results when you're not mm-hmm. playing well. And Chelsea, to some extent, have not been playing their best football recently. But the difference now between where we go from United to Chelsea is that with Chelsea, you know that there is a plan, but they are going through a rough spot right now. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen the tactics that Tuchel can employ. It's just they're going through a rough spot right now. The mark of champions is a ride through your rough spot and come out of it with the points. And when you go into your form, 
you already have the foundation later go on and try and compete for the title. And that's why he did on the HL had a brilliant goal. Uh, I thought some players looked really good. I thought Werner looked good. He probably should have scored, probably should have shot a little bit more. I thought Loftus looked good. And I thought Christensen deserved way more flowers than men give him. Oh, yeah. But of course, the man who looked the best is Edu Mendy, though. Virgil, I believe we sit on here. I feel it was after the Aston Villa Chelsea game. And we was talking about if he's in the top three keepers in the league. And we said yes. But dog, right? The whole dog. <laughs> he is legitimately ridiculous, though. He's ridiculously yeah. good. When he saved the bike, I was like, nah. Yeah. Nah, oh my, nah, oh nah. He was ridiculous, though. We had to say about the game, and you know, Chelsea on the whole. Yeah, I, I just say, I just mentioned that because we know how annoying Brentford could, could be. And I that, think that Brentford are showing people know that, okay, by all means, Arsenal should be at least competitive with Brentford, eh? mm-hmm. but show that them beating Arsenal 2 0 wasn't because of just Arsenal or just because they get you on that day. Yeah. There are a legitimately good side that came up in the Premier League this year, though. I will cause trouble to every team that yeah. faced them. And, and, that, and, that, and people overlook those things in a, in a season. In a season, when you look at, at the end of the day, you see champions, champions finish there, you know, okay, they might, you'll see they are the best of the rest. Yeah. But you have to go through games like that. It have seasons where yeah. you might have two or three teams that 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 are they just there to take away points, yeah. or two or three teams that you know they are, they will just throw a little um they will just mess up mess up things for for those who compete in. Yeah, we saw what it did to Liverpool. Yeah, so, so for so for Chelsea to come in that game and play the type of football they play, and all credit to, all credit to both teams because. That was a, that was a derby. Yeah, so. It was a, yeah, it was. And we know we sure. know when it comes yeah. to you know the smaller team, they will give their all. Yeah, and we saw that. As and I just say, yeah, the 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 hard that Brentford showed, they deserve something. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's football is not is not about it's that. Not it's about, about yeah. taking chances. Yeah. So you still have to give Brentford a lot of credit for the fight that they show, but you have to give Chelsea a lot of credit for for, sure. for holding out that storm yeah. that they had. And when you look at it though, like Chelsea have been playing and they've been doing this a little while now, a few games without what people call the starting eleven. Yeah. Rudiger Thiago Silva both were missing today. Um, on top of the fact that Mount uh, only came on late in game, Jorginho didn't even make an appearance. Um, and they have been without a lot. Of, uh, Rich James came back today as well. Uh, Malang Sar made his first start in the Premier League for Chelsea. He actually looked really well. Though. I was yeah. very impressed by him. So, you know, while I get that there are fans, and specifically like United fans, after they lost to Leicester, that would be like, so why aren't people getting on the back of Chelsea? I think it's because with Chelsea, we've already seen that there is a plan in place. Mm-hmm. There are tactics in place, and there is actually vision going forward. Whereas with United, I think the most objective, neutral, um, who would want to analyze them in the most positive way they can while being objective, finds it hard to, to see what is your plan going forward with Man United. Uh, another example, I, I, just, I just can say with a plan. With a, with a plan, it's not just a case of we have the star players, you, we need indi- individual brilliance. Yeah. We've seen that compared to other teams yeah. that they just rely on individual brilliance. Yeah. The fact that you know that Chelsea have a plan, no matter who comes in, Chaloba was not, was not necessarily to see as somebody who play as many many games, games but you have you have a plan that's not just tailor-made for certain people you have a plan that is for the team yeah no matter what pieces you put in place there yeah. they could follow follow the tactics yeah are you seeing that yeah. if you, you could throw children when you could throw loftus cheek i want to play i want yeah. to play like that and, Even, and, 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 and as you're looking at as as Chilwell, Chilwell was out yeah he alonzo People think people talking about whether you'll keep Alonso playing or if Chelsea will come in, you know, he might need some time. 
just throw them in there and look. Yeah. They both left backs, they both left backs producer, no matter who, no matter what form they're in. And yeah. I feel like at this point, you could give Tuchel whatever players they have there. Yeah, you have the star players up front. You can get them whatever players. He will find a system to make every, to to yeah. utilize everybody. Yeah. And I now wonder. I mean, we we sixteen minutes in now. We only talked about two teams so far. But I I wonder now if signing Ronaldo was I wouldn't say good because you see somebody like Ronaldo, he available to take him. Yeah. That is not a question, but. Is if it made things worse in terms of Oli trying to figure out what was his best side and at least how to get the best out of like tactically now, mm-hmm. you know? Because and I also think Sancho slash Greenwood form also didn't help either because now like Greenwood is in a spot where you feel like you know he has to play. Sancho is in a spot where because of his price tag he has to play. Mm-hmm. Cristiano is in a spot where it is Cristiano he has to play. But yet now there's a question on where do you fit all these guys? Because Bruno plays for sure. Pogba plays for sure. But then even last year we saw that Pogba was pushed higher up. And I think now there's a lot of players who in their best roles would want to play in the same positions or even in all these better systems would have played in the same positions. Mm-hmm. And he probably facing too much big names to try and bench some of them now. Mm-hmm. You know? Because like I've said this, I, I literally said this last night though, talking to some friends or that from twenty ten come forward, majority of Ronaldo's success has been playing off of a striker. They he went to UV, they tried to play him as a striker, and when that failed, they brought him as a kitchen all of a sudden things was good again though. At Real Madrid we is famously known him playing it off of Benzema. I don't know why at United they thought it would be any different. And you know, you know what's real shocking, though, is that they have one of the best strikers of their generation, which we said in our top 10 video, mm-hmm. of Edison Cavani, and yet they won't play more for him. Switching across to the team who is the king of having interchangeable parts is Manchester City. Was pretty standard, was pretty underwhelming, considering, like, I feel like it's like the statement, the staple thing in the league that mm-hmm. whenever City play brutally, yeah. it's 5 nil. <laughs> Always 5. It was only 2 nil. Uh, yeah. A very controlled performance by Man City. Um, what's your thoughts on it, Virgil? Yeah, um, it, it it's similar to w- w- what we talk about with the with the Chelsea situation and playing playing those teams. But comparing those two, I'll be very honest. You're looking at that game. It has some very worrying signs that I feel like that will show itself in the future for Man City. Yeah, because. Things right now, when it comes to City, you know, the talk around has been respect to Sterling and the comments he made respect to going away, which is all credit to him, you know, as a player. I feel like that's the best thing. I feel like you yeah, can't, you can't, you can't, not, you can't knock a player for wanting to experience anything new. But they have a big injury concern in Ferran Torres, who has, who it looks, who looks yeah, like he'll be out for three months. Yeah, and that not, it's not, it's not necessarily the mindset of Sterling or Ferran being injured. I feel like it have many moments where they're trying to rely on one or one or two players just to bail them out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like from this what from just watching that game, it had many it had many times where you just you're just looking at that, you're looking at that, and it has some players that just for some reason just feel, feel like they're not up to speed. Mm-hmm. Like like they just like it just feel like they're not really adding much to the situation because many times City will face many stubborn teams over the over in the in the future fixture. They'll feel, yeah. face many stubborn teams. Yeah. But you have a player that 
still not given opportunities. You have you have Maris, who we know the quality you have. We have yeah. the, and you know you have De Bruyne and whatnot. And even the likes of Jack Grealish as well. But I feel like some of them not really not really pulling the weight. In my opinion, yeah. I feel like I feel like majority players not really pulling the weight. Because again, yeah. you look you can look at you can look at Jack Grish. He didn't he didn't, didn't necessarily feature, but I, I was so surprised that he didn't even bring him on though. That, and that's the thing. Because I would have think that alright, so it's very rare that City go one nil up to on a side and they don't win, right? Yeah. So I would have think that even at two 0 he'd have see that's the opportunity to bring him on and, and hopefully help him catch some form, you know. But it was so weird that to me that he didn't bring him on. But but even in the early stages I don't feel like anybody thought that, all right, we need a goal, let's throw on Jack. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like over time, Foden is the only one right now that I see that he is the bright spot right now. He yeah. is he is that bright yeah. spot. And I feel like the Bruyne also, also helps him, and we know Bernardo Silva is the uh, type of player he is. But right now, I feel like for I feel like with all the confusion not going around with City and all, and things that are things that's happening off, off field, I feel like in time we go and catch up to them. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then now on the other hand now as we just kinda wrap up with this league. Um Tottenham play. I honestly I'm not to say because I thought Newcastle when they scored I honestly thought they might have gone to win it. But Tottenham did the hand game got his first goal uh for the season in the Premier mm-hmm. League for Spurs. Uh, well done to him. I still don't really see no sustainability with Spurs dog and I I mean they'll win games just because they have quality players, but to say that I feel like if they're gonna be catching rapid form and thing, I just kinda find it hard to see that. And more importantly though, the team that is like literally like swashbuckingly good right now, dog, is Liverpool. Like they look oh, scarily yeah. good though. And and the man himself, Mo Salah, looks different class these days. Though. Like he literally recreated his goal from against City against Watford. Like how yeah. do you do that? The two consecutive games though. That is disrespectful, bro. That is so disrespectful. His ball to Mane was really, really good for the first goal. His goal itself was brilliant for me. You know, got a hat trick on the day. It was a really, really good day for Liverpool all in all. I don't have much to say about it, dog. It was just brilliant. And they look like the title elects right now. Yeah, I feel like right now we're looking at the candidates for goalie season is really two most of the goals <laughs> right now. And yeah. remember we, when we talk about the talking about um the fact that Liverpool didn't really spend much in transferring though, we're talking about that Liverpool's really like a sleeping a sleeping dragon just after yeah. you awoken. Yeah. And you are seeing that, you're seeing honestly, I feel like the way how this Liverpool side looking right now is all credit to Salah and we're seeing that how Mane as well. You know, they have the little little friction or whatnot, but yeah. we seeing how well all them playing together. Yeah. This Liverpool side, Mane catching back home to be Yeah, fair, this no? Liverpool side has not added nobody. Yeah. But from just seeing how they play, I feel like when times get tough for them, they could dig, they could dig in a place, they could dig down in a place that um, yeah. other teams can't get, yeah. and they could pull and they could pull out that that second win. And I and think it's I don't think it's any coincidence that this research is a form from them also come that since fans back in the stadium because like it is something we can't quantify, but a big part of Klopp and his philosophy is like feeding off of the energy of the fans. Mm-hmm. So. And while this was an away game, I meant like more like in general though. Like in general, it's really, really hard to stop them when they're really up in full flow like that. Like surprisingly, the f- only game this season that I would say that they should have probably lost was the City game prior to the international break. Because City actually looked really on form there. Probably should have scored a few more before um, Liverpool actually did score and stuff like that. But I think we'll leave it there. Trying to go into other leagues, though. So 
in La Liga, Real Madrid game got postponed. Yeah. So that being said, we'll start off with Barca. Who knew Barca knew how to win, guys? Yeah. They won 3-1 against uh, Valencia. Valencia's got a brilliant goal, though. Jose Gaia scored a rocket. But nobody cares about that, dog. Everybody really cares about the number 10 who's returning yep. from injury again. And so far, dog. Brilliant goal for his first one. Won the penalty for the second one. And we said this a couple of weeks ago when he scored on his return even then. Was that it looks like he's the bright spot that Barca could look forward to this season. To not just carry them through games, but to give fans hope. Or to give fans, you know, a sense of somebody to invest in in the team. You know, when at a time where it feels like a lot of the players... Uh, either past their best or close to being their best or just don't suit being at a club at Barcelona's level. In the end, it was a really good performance from them. And it allowed Barcelona to pick up three points that it looked like any like a couple of weeks ago without Ansu Fati there, you might have seen that Valencia might have gone to win the game. No, yeah, I just say because I said the main talking point is how he, how he came back and he inspired Barcelona to, to that win. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like Having him, having him back in that side, so it's key score, create and created, mm-hmm. and I feel right now the, that direction they want they want to go in. Whether they could, you know, in our, in, our, in our case of whether they could rely on him, the only thing yeah. that the only question mark will be his fitness. Yeah. But once you have him in the team, it look like he is the main man now that that they rely on. Which yeah. is I kind of shame considering the amount of experienced players they have in the team. Yeah. Another experienced player that actually made a little cameo in Aguero, but. That he released no, he is he released the man that Barca have to rely on right now. Yeah, and, and hopefully though Aguero, you know, catches himself that he could be an integral part in this because um I would like to think they would want to switch out of this back three eventually and be a little bit more front footed and, and play a more forty-three style. And hopefully Aguero could get into the side dog and we could see something there. Uh Real Sociedad with a red card, still matching one L and has them on top of La Liga despite they have more games played than um, Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I don't know that's to be even one. Now, it don't really have that much interest in something. Yeah, the, the, two, the two big teams, really, they both games got postponed. So. Yeah, exactly. Over in Germany now, Dortmund won 3-1. Uh, the machine himself managed to score two goals. Nobody really is that surprised by it. And in the first half, Lord Bayern managed to win five. Yeah. Was up five, though. <laughs> It was 5-1. Look, this is why it is very hard for us to talk about the Bundesliga. Dog. It's because they do things like <laughs> this, right? And for those who don't know, Leverkusen, before this game, will level with them on points, dog, right? So Leverkusen, going into the game, mm-hmm. look like if they were the second best side so far this season. Yeah. So you tell me you take the second best side at the five in the first half, dog. That's mighty disrespectful. That don't make though. sense. I feel like at that in that game, what half them team talk you could possibly have? That half them team talk was between Lewandowski and Gnabry. Who gonna get a hat trick? For sure, for sure. I, I, I always love to see Gnabry scoring. Though. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> dog, this is why it's so hard to try and analyze this league, dog. Because like, if I remember right, they lost right before the international break, and I remember we saying then that. Okay, well, maybe we can see if somebody can take advantage here. Yeah, the second best team in the league can do that. So. Exactly. Dortmund Weisherwin put them up to second also. Now it's Bayern on 19, Dortmund on 18, Leverkusen on 16, as well as Freiburg is also on 16. But, yeah. What I realize with Israel do is I gave La Liga, I was interested with Israel talk about La Liga. We then always brush past Bundesliga and then we go to Syria and actually talk though. 
But it's here. Actually, tends to be real yeah. entertaining, dog. I don't know why, but it feels like it's here. I really entertaining. Number one thing, I would like it recorded that I have my stocks invested in, not now, like about three weeks ago, in Victor Oshiman, dog. Yeah. But brother score another winner. That makes it four goals that he's had to open the deadlocking games this season so far out of his five goals for Napoli this season. What his goal meant is that they kept their 100% record this season and they are the only team in the entirety of Europe's top five leagues to have a 100% record so far. They beat um, Torino 1-0, keeps them on top of the Serie and has them looking like the league favorites at the moment. Juventus also win 1-0. That was a really good goal. Mm-hmm. A great ball by the Chilio. Good goal. And then Juventus did in this game what they kind of have been doing a lot recently. Score goal and then managed to just see it out. Yeah. And to be fair to Allegri and them is that they don't have necessarily like their first choice side all the time. Adelette was out injured today. Uh, Dybala and Morata would just come back from injury as well. So they have been doing well to get results while they're really trying to get back on their feet. Um, you have anything to say about those two games? Oh, um, I have something to say about the Napoli game. I feel like Napoli. I feel like we, beginning of the season we talked about you know since this whole thing with Juventus and we, we didn't know what direction they were they were heading. I feel yeah. like it is uh, it is the league is more open than it was last season because we seen Inter was able to capitalize, but everybody else wasn't. Everybody else was still going through a little shaky period. Yeah, yeah. Right now we have a lot of teams now that are, that are looking that are looking good and all credit all credit um to Juventus, but Roma still do look like a very a very yeah. dangerous team in the league. Roma played well on the day, yeah. to be fair. Roma, Roma, really Roma, good Roma still do look like a very dangerous yeah. dangerous team in the league. Inter as well still look. Then we have Napoli and we have AC Milan. But yeah. this Napoli side, you you saw a lot of talk around Inter and the players that the players that um they added or how they could um continue with the way Lukaku going. Mm-hmm. You saw Milan with the amount of players they are and the whole Zlat the whole Zlat Mr. Zlatan. Mm-hmm. But it's not police side right now, they just they just they just look like looking like looking like a, a, like the title favorites right now. Yeah they do that. And from the last game the last last game like they had we talked about that. We said from just how scary the attack looking right yeah. right now and we see they are defensively sung. And I feel like right now this is their this is right now this is this is their league to lose at the moment. I watch Victor Oshiman dog and I really love Wasi. I would really hope that I know for Father Arsenal are gonna be targeting a striker next year. I really pray we sign him, dog. Like I really think that he is that guy, though. I think he's that guy. Um, like he said, Milan is right behind them. Milan is also undefeated. They just have one draw. They managed to turn a 2 0 deficit into a 3-2 win this weekend. Uh, the winner just turned out to be our own goal. Sam Castileo came on. And I saw a lot of mixed reviews though. He won the penalty that Cassie scored and then he forced the own goal. I saw some people praising him and then some people say that it was above the praise was a little too much for him. But Rafael Leao uh, with another goal contribution to continue his brilliant start to the season as he assisted Golivier Giroud. I believe that's his first goal in the Serie yeah, for, yeah. Um, for AC Milan. And it keeps them only two points off the top. Um, yeah, right. You, you want to say what up before we go into the Interlazio? Uh, nah, you say all, all credit. Because right now, the two teams right now that are looking that that going neck and neck right now is um Napoli and, and Milan. And where do they play each other? That no, and that's that's I the big that's the big that's, that's the um the match everybody have the eye on right now. Yeah, dog. That that will be a brilliant game, though. Because 
honestly, if you're talking about the the two players right now that that um pulling the league, it have to be um Victor Shumanana um, and Liao yeah. because because from Liao didn't really didn't really get on the on the score sheet, but for that Giroud goal, wow, that man he just he we how he went to that ball. The amount of skill that, that that man have, and I feel like both of them just it's the two the two talents right now that 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 going head to head in in this league. All right, so they play each other on the 90th of December, so we have a while though. Yeah. But as of right now, it looks to be a very very promising game. Not bad. Um, and lastly, as we wrap up the Syria, which is probably was the most entertaining game, was Inter lose three one. To Lazio. Now, Inter went a 1-0 through a penalty. Ivan Paris has caught it. And what is really interesting is that a few... Well, not a few. Correa left Lazio, went across to Inter. As well as Inzaghi, the coach, yep. left Lazio, also went across to Inter. They were went 1-0 up. Then Ciro Immobile scores a penalty. Then Felipe Anderson scores a rebound. And then uh, Serge Malinkovic Savage scores in the 90th minute. A brilliant header assisted by Luis Alberto. Luis Felipe that now... <laughs> Decided that he wants to celebrate by going to jump on Korea's back dog, right? And he gets a red card for that dog. I don't know if that's really a red card, but I think he gave it for like excessive celebrations, <laughs> something like that, dog. But he pictures hella, hella funny, dog. Like, you just see this man oh, run up, wow. jump on him, and he's holding a very sad Korea, and he's celebrating on the back of the man, dog. And it was entirely funny though. Then after he started crying when he realized he got set off though. But it was very entertaining dog. I can't lie. Sorry. Might not have them firing on all cylinders because they do have two draws, two losses so far in eight games. But they are quite entertaining to watch dog. And Philippe Anderson, credit to his dog, has experienced a really good resurgence under Sari uh, since his second spell at Lazio. In Liga, PSG win. Messi still hasn't scored. Yeah, okay. And but we know I think I think when they featured, I think the Argentine players won't win back yet. Yeah. So but they managed to win, keep themselves with a distance on top. Uh Nice managed to lose. Marseille went four one, guys. I want to know what's really important. Do you wanna know what's really important? Oh, yeah. Mateo Gwen do this score twice yeah. again, assist, guys. Come on, Nation League winner. Mateo Gwen do this. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Put yeah, some respectable credit boy him, yeah. Dave Doug. As in, well, she went four-one over Lorient. That just also happens to be um going to this old club. Uh, other than that, I mean, the standings is that uh, Lens uh still in second uh, despite losing this weekend to Stades to Montpellier. My bad. Marseille goes up to sec to third place uh, despite only playing one game less. Uh, nice are still in fourth despite like I say losing. That being said, I think that's it. Knows everything. Yeah. UCL back this week. Uh, we'll have the UCL lives as usual, guys. Uh, and I look out for all the content as usual. FPL, YouTube, everything. Getting more articles, of course, comes out on Wednesday. And yeah, that's yeah. about it. But I feel, I feel, I feel that one thing we have to talk about for like five minutes. What's that? The whole take over Newcastle. Don't you won't believe I was not taking that too either, though. Dog, how funny would it be, though? Now, it wouldn't happen, eh? But how funny would it be if they get relegated? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a way. <laughs> wow. I ain't think about I ain't think about that though. I really Imagine think about that. Hazard out there playing in the championship. But 
when we talk about with, with Newcastle, we know that we know for a fact we know on field success not going to just happen. Going, they're not going to just be boom. They Correct. end up being top four. But you know, we, we all you all could we all could dream on stuff. But yeah, if they if they're to make the top four, who do you feel might get pushed out? United. Yeah, and I feel like. I feel like what they could do. I feel like I feel like they. I feel like at time they could just poach a star players from each team in the league right now and yeah. they make a bomb team. I follow what I go like. He hot like a star player. I really could cool. see. I could honestly see that. You know, I feel like I feel like in the league. I feel like players that they, that they might they might start a target might be. I feel like they could, those players like that. They could pull them. Yeah. Who's out? Who's out? one like I feel. Martial. Martial um, is, is a Barkley. big show. Um, they could go out the league and might, they, who used to they be good. Get, like Hazard they, and they get them again. Yeah, and then them type, them type of players are that could, that will come in that Newcastle team. Cause sign Ake, okay, you know, you yeah. just don't get no game time. Cause sign Lindelof and thing. All of a sudden, it's a decent side. Though they won't get relegated. Eh? Okay, you know why, right? If they look at Gareth in January, they just gonna go down by like five men that can help them stay up. Though. Yeah, and, and and I feel like right now the reports people <laughs> people calling. <laughs> People call Newcastle right now, you know, Super Saiyan City, Duh. because they have yeah, they have serious bar. They had the history, they had the fans, they had the trophies. Yeah, I feel like right now that Newcastle, t- that Newcastle team have everything. That Newcastle no, team I have really everything. thought that they was gonna use. That. They have a club legend. Yeah, I really thought they was gonna use that momentum, dog. I had them win against Tottenham. Like, yeah. I was so sure it was gonna happen, it, dog. I went color was this cost a year though. Oh, that's a day, that's a day though. And then you know, credit the Spurs though. You imagine come back out window. But <sighs> I am unbothered by it in the sense that all right, does this mean that in five years Newcastle will probably be competing for the top four, which makes it harder for my club? Sure. But the thing is, dog, as what we should learn by now by watching United and watching City is that money doesn't solve everything. Yeah. You need good planning. So on one hand, you end up like City dog. When last year City had a field transfer, on the other hand, you know, like United dog, when nobody know where the hell they go and spending all this money dog, all you get what I'm saying, right? It, it's not that money solves your problem. What money does is allow for the margin of error when you make a mistake to reduce, because now, again, United, when they buy somebody, I did that work out. They just gonna buy somebody else dog. When you had the money. Whereas a good Arsenal, we still paying for the fact that we spent 72 blasting million on Chilvino region, dog. You know? So, that's the difference. Now, am I scared? Yeah. The thing is, our teams go always come up now, dog. And the truth mm-hmm. is, dog, right now, the Premier League is as competitive as it's ever been. Now, while I, I do think that the top four is still going to be the top four that it was last year, I think that there is a bigger general competitivity between the teams are that are fifth to tenth that they might not be top four equality yet but one they could be and two it's not even like it's our on the on their day thing is that they have many days where they are on it and they could beat most of the big four mm-hmm. the top four sides you know oh, yeah so yeah it was nice to see you i feel like yeah. it's a while yeah, sure. It's because international break and thing. No ship with it. Apart, no, I didn't. I don't know if that's true, but I see that they might have international break in January. That will yeah. suck. Other than that, if you like that, is it, guys? I'm trying to think of anything else, though. Um, like I say, 
check out the TikToks going to come out soon. I should drop part of this podcast on the TikTok as well. Um, and we have a bunch of hot takes that I have there that I haven't released yet. Um, I have some filler content that didn't pause us yet. Uh, I just been really busy. Uh, if anybody here in this stuff uh, looking to hire, what's your degree again? Geography. I do. I do. I do major geography and environmental natural resource management. All looking for somebody in math and economics. So we're looking to get our bag. Please employ oh, yeah. us. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.